What's up, everybody? You are listening to Switch Flicks, the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Omar, and I'm here with my favorite manipulative psychiatrist, Haysam. Haysam, how's it going? You know, I didn't think of a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Off the top of your head, let's do it. You know, my girlfriend is seeing a shrink. My penis. (laughs) <laughs> That's great. You just came up with that. I mean, Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. The rules of the podcast are simple. Haisem and I review something. One of us will have to love it. One of us will have to hate it. And who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. The coin of fate? The coin of fate. The coin of fate. The catch is that at any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So if you loved it, you now hate it. And if you hated it, you now love it. Spoilers as always. Today, we are reviewing the Apple TV Plus original miniseries, The Shrink Next Door. The Shrink Next Door. Let us begin with our patented one breast synopsis. Here we go. The Shrink Next Door is an American psychological drama miniseries developed by Georgia Pritchett based on the podcast of the same name by... Joe No Sarah, the miniseries premiered on Apple TV Plus on November 12, 2021. The podcast and TV series are both based on the real-life story of psychiatrist Isaac Hirschkopf, who in 2021 was determined by New York's Department of Health to have violated minimal acceptable standards of care in a psychotherapeutic relationship. It is the story of how a seemingly normal dynamic between a charming psychiatrist and a longtime patient morphs into an exploitative relationship filled with manipulation, power grabs, and dysfunction. Good job. Sounds like our relationship. What? No. No, it doesn't. You're right, it doesn't. I'm not okay. Yeah, you're right. It does. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> <laughs> who's manipulating who? <laughs> Wait a Aren't second. You, weren't you manipulating me? I, I, you thought I, I was manipulating I think, you. Yeah. I mean, oh I, gosh. I'm now about to flip the coin of fate. If it lands on heads, you love the shrink next door. If it lands on tails, you hate it. Here goes nothing. Tails. Oh, I hate the shrink next door. Whip, whip, whip. The Shrink Next Door is a Apple TV show based on a podcast. And I love that. I think there should be more TV shows based on podcasts. What a wonderful idea, Apple. And I think there are so many podcasts there. I mean, I don't know, like Switch Flicks, for example, or Freedom of Peach, uh, that can be turned into amazing TV shows starring, starring Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, the sexiest man alive, in the role of somebody like me, who is also a very sexy man. So keeping all that in mind, I have to say I loved The Shrink Next Door. The Shrink Next Door is not funny. You've got Paul Rudd and you've got Will Ferrell, and it's not funny. Yeah. I mean, you would expect, I came into The Shrink Next Door hoping for a chuckle at least, maybe maybe a guffaw, neither of which happened, right? It's slow. It's boring. It's just dreary. You know, like if I wanted to look at a, you know, codependent manipulative relationship, I'd look at your relationship with your girlfriend, you know, and, and, and that at least has a bit more entertainment in it because of the quips. Yeah. You know, there isn't even a single quip in this show. 
You oh, know, so okay. really, I'm sorry. I no. think that this is a problem with your expectations more than the actual show, right? Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell, comedic actors, right, show their range here. You know, some of the greatest actors, like Robin Williams in uh, uh, Good Will Hunting. We have Jim Carrey in Eternal Sunshine, Truman Show. These are comedians playing against type, and this is what this mo- show is. Fails Will to be. This Ferrell is what this show fails to do they try to do that and and you know it's it's so transparent that this is what they're trying to do you know how tra- how it's transparent both of them have these beards they're like they've got these thick beards sexy beards these thick beards that are like oh now we're gonna play serious characters so let's put fake beards on and the fake beards look fake so actually they look ridiculous which makes them comedic but yet they're not comedic so it's it's you see what i'm saying here switch is that the beards were just like a, mm, it's a chef's kiss, basically, just on top of this like beautiful performance that you get from, you know, Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell. And let's not forget Catherine Hunt. I want to talk about Paul Rudd's performance in this, by the way. It is so over the top and caricature, in a, and, but I think he's trying to be dramatic compared to Will Ferrell's performance, which is very serious. It, it's a very strange dynamic. No, he's charming. His character in this film is, it's, 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 uh, b- b- what's the word? It's uh, D, it, like it, it disarming. His character is disarming. As a psychiatrist, he's disarming. So even from the first time that that uh, Will Ferrell's character goes to see Paul Rudd's character, and you know Will Ferrell is just really not convinced about even seeing a psychiatrist, right? And Paul Rudd disarms him. That's How the, you know this show is against mental uh, health. Okay, Wait, that's excuse it me? is sending bad signals about uh, therapists. It's telling people we shouldn't trust therapists that they're manipulating us. Okay. Uh, and so, really, the show is bad for society. Okay, so you're saying that any show that shows a, a, a profession, a, a person, a human being manipulating their profession is bad for that profession? It no, is come definitely on. problematic, the show. Okay, <laughs> one of my favorite words that is not at all vague. Uh, okay, this is problematic. Okay, <laughs> no, we no. are being so problematic by here's, showing. Here's the thing: is I can relate uh, to a lot that goes right? on in this show. Right, a yeah. lot of it uh, hits very close to the heart because oh. I have a lot of experiences uh, working in a cloth factory. I thought Just you like were. What, yeah. what I thought it was, I, was going, going you, I don't know something about therapy oh. or mental health. No, or, no, no, I'm talking no, about no. the cloth. Okay, the, the yeah. Shmata okay, factory. Yeah. You know, when I was a young man mm-hmm. um, at the turn of the century, <laughs> that's, <crazy. laughs> that's amazing that I can say that now. Uh-huh. At the turn of the century, you know, uh, everyone was terrified that uh, we'd click from 1999 to 2000 and there would be this bug that would basically shut down all the systems and all yeah. the computers would go haywire. Wow. And uh, all data would be lost. And so I was hired, uh, just like many people, well, as a young man, I think I was 19 at the time. Uh, to uh, do a total data transfer by hand from one computer to another database. At a drapery factory? At a drapery factory, yes. (laughs) Hey, man, it's a legitimate business, you know? So I I was familiar with, and it's, you know, shmata is is, uh, is the term that that was used because it was a uh, Jewish-owned business and it's very kind of like traditionally kind of within the... the, So, so so, So you're rich then? No, what? 
Your money? I, I'm not. No. Hey, you want to no. pay for my? Hey, hey, hey man. What's up? I don't have a house in the Hamptons. No, I don't have a house in the Hamptons. What are you useless you friendship <laughs> I have fostered between you and me? Anyway, so the point is that that uh, that I went into this show already kind of feeling a little bit of of a connection to uh, to to Will to to Will Ferrell's uh, uh, character, and and that only grew. That only developed. It only evolved. And you, f- because you feel for him, you feel for him. Whether or not you're connected to the drapery and cloth business like I was, you feel for him because the guy is just so trusting. He's so trusting, and all he wants is someone to 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 connect to him. And 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 you feel so much resentment for Paul Rudd's character because he truly is taking advantage of this guy. That's and another. And th- you know, his life. the other problem with the show is while you're watching it, you're just kind of like, oh, actually, Paul Rudd is helping. Helping Will Ferrell, you don't feel that bad. You feel like he is being helpful. How can you possibly and say that? Just he just takes over his entire life. He literally step. It's like just manipulating him a little bit at a time, kicking his yeah, his, his, so his, his slow. sister out of it his life, like taking over his 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 house in the Hamptons. All of these things. Yeah, it takes like five, six episodes before we even before that. You're, I'm just kind of like, oh, he's kind of you know, you know what? Will Ferrell's life sucks. It's better with Paul Rudd in it. Switch. You know, Will Ferrell's life, the actor, sucks. <laughs> okay. Okay. But he's like the sexiest man uh, alive, supposedly. Paul Rudd is the sexiest Oh, yeah, man Will Ferrell. Alive. You're right. You're right. You're okay. Right. Will Ferrell's bad. life sucks in real life. Okay. okay. Which is why he needs to do... <laughs> Uh, shows How does like his this. life suck? He, he seems to have a great life. He's, he's famous, he's popular, he's rich, he's a comedian. He, he used to be an anchorman uh, on, a, on, a, on a TV show. He used to drive a NASCAR car. He wasn't ever an actual anchorman. That was a character that he played in, uh, in movies called The Anchorman. Called it wasn't anchorman. a movie, it was, it, was a, it was a news channel. No, 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 no. Both Anchorman films were comedies. They were films that he p- p- acted in. Yeah. Wow. And the NASCAR, that was Talladega Nights. That, that's another role that he played. That's not actually him. He's an actor. Why wow, you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. okay. So, okay, I guess Will Ferrell is an actor. Yes. And he's acting in this. Yes. But, this, but I thought this was a true story. It's based, it's, it's based on a true story. This oh, is that also, happened to Will Ferrell? No, that happened to this other, this real person. This, whole, this is very confusing. <laughs> I need to talk to my therapist you about do, it. You do, yes. But I don't believe in therapy. Ah, okay. okay I understand. Which is why right. uh, I love I the have, show. I, yeah, I, I love this. this. I love it? Okay, I love yeah, this all right, show. great. Okay. So I love this show because it shows the true colors of therapy. Okay, this is why nobody should do therapy uh, and that, you know, they're all manipulative. They're all trying to get into your head. They're taking your mind. I mean, who's they? Huh? Who's they? You sound paranoid. Uh, 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 you know, big therapy. Big therapy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, big therapy corporation. I'm not paranoid. What are you talking about? I got no. I got no problem. Okay, they're spying on us. Okay, they're listening to our secrets. Here's they're the thing. T- Here's the thing that I have to say. Yes. All right? They're talking to our significant others, telling them that we're toxic. Okay? Uh, so we need to just push all these emotions in. We need to repress so, them. So you're we- saying that this film... Is this series yes. is doing uh, uh, is is doing society a favor by revealing the the true colors true colors of therapy? Hundred percent. What do you have like any? Do you have experience in therapy that that you should be saying that? I mean, no, n- none whatsoever. Right. Okay, and I never well, will. Okay, okay, Feral. yes, Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
but he won't feral apparently because <laughs> right. he is an actor actor yes he's an actor it's all so, very confusing right, let's get back let's get back on track yes. all right listen all right speaking of the series right there's an issue that i've got mm-hmm. with the fact that this is a limited series why are we limiting ourselves <laughs> okay it's eight episodes you hate it yeah okay I hate the fact that it's being that that they're limiting oh. episodes in general. The idea of limited series. Uh-huh. Right? So I have a problem with the fact that you know where where they're coming out. You know, and Apple TV's you know you know has to be accused. You know, the rightfully just justifiably accused of this. They're coming on. They're like, oh, we're just going to make these eight episodes, and then and then and then off you go. You know, it it means that you're never going to be uh, you know invested. In uh, a show because you know it's going to end. Yeah. You know, it's just like that's that's part of the issue that I've got with with these this this limited. type of format with yeah. these limited you know limited uh, series. And I feel like it's very negative in general. You know, like limited. It's a very yeah. negative term. Uh, well, I why mean, not unlimited? Oh, I mean, it's a true story. I mean, the story ends, and then I I don't know what you would do after that. You know, I guess you could follow. Will Ferrell's life as a Up stepbrother, on, yeah, and then go into the movie. So what yeah. I would do is, if that's the case, yeah. is that continue the story, yes. have him get the book deal, the the podcast, oh. get into the movie, do a do a series no, about the movie, you know? Okay, how no. about the series, you know? I you don't seem to understand how television works, right? Uh, and that's okay, right? But let's you know, getting back to the movie, I want to talk about the period detail and the costumes that this movie, it really creates this intimate world where all the characters come together and you really feel like pathos, not just for Will Ferrell's character, apparently it's a character, and all, but also for Paul Rudd. You feel kind of bad for them. You see where they're coming from and you can see the manipulations taking place and there are real people like this out in the world. This is a true story and that's what's so fascinating about this. So what, are we going to lift these people up and, and give them a platform? I mean, all we're doing in this case is that we are actually uh, making, uh, you know, Paul Rudd's character into someone to be aspired to, uh, towards. Because all that someone needs to do at this point is be a complete heel and then sell their story. But you see that he did not, if anybody made the money in this, you know, he didn't sell their story. It was the podcaster that sold their podcast, which we are open to do, okay? <laughs> so if you want our story for a limited or unlimited series, yes. okay, then let's, let, let, yeah. Okay, so what's our email address? <laughs> our email address is... Uh, Switchflix. Switchflix. At, at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah, contact us. Yes. We have some great stories. Uh, we can have all my ex-girlfriends in this uh, as, as, as different characters. Maybe one of them can be Catherine Hahn. Yes. Uh, it, it's going to be great. But does that mean if Paul Rudd is playing you, does that mean that, that Will Ferrell is playing me? 100%. I'm the sexier one of the uh, two of us. I'm the kind of awkward tall guy. Yeah, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. The weird one. Uh, exactly. So, yeah. so uh, if you're listening, uh, please, you know, write Apple. to Apple. Yes. Okay, tell us, that, tell them that there are other podcasts out there that need to be made into TV shows. And uh, with that, I feel like we've reached the natural conclusion of this quote-unquote debate. <laughs> tell me, Haisam, what did you really think about The Shrink Next Door? I have mixed feelings about this show. Okay. I think that it's a good show that's not for me. 
Okay. I think it might be the best way to describe it. Uh, it's a, it's kind of slow uh, and it's not funny. I was I wanted it to be kind of funny, but it's not. But it kind of is. But it's mostly kind of just sad. And I watched kind of the first couple of episodes and I was like, okay, I get this. I get what is happening and I get where this is kind of going to go. And I wasn't like, I'm like, I don't need to see this for like eight episodes, you mm. know? Okay. So I, that's kind of where I was left at, at, at the end of it. So I enjoyed it. I mean, here's the thing is that you have to temper your expectations because anything that's got Paul Rudd and, and Will Ferrell in it, you immediately think this is going to be a riot. Like you're going to just be laughing the whole time. And obviously when you go into this show, you know that it's a serious film, it's a drama and that they're playing against type, like you said. And you need to know that that is absolutely the case. The, yeah. there's the, the, the humor in this is, uh, is not slapstick. It's not, you know, it's very subtle, you know, and, and it is about gradually seeing this leech this parasite, you know, uh, um, kind of uh, sneak his way into, uh, um, into, you know, someone's life yeah. and literally like take over and, and just take advantage of him. And it, it's creepy and it's uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I spend so much time around you that feels familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I like it. I'm wearing your clothes. <laughs> you are. And so, um, and you know, you're, you're living in my pool house as well, right? And I am. So, so here's the thing is that it is unexpected and that takes a minute to kind of allow yourself to, to, to adjust. adjust. But I really enjoyed it. And I like how it always leaves you on a cliffhanger. I like the endings of each episode because you need that. It's the drama in it is not so exaggerated. It's not. Right? It's actually quite level with this. And it's like a creeping anxiety that's kind of going through as you see his life change and, and be taken over. Um, and so I do feel like it's worth watching. I've, I've enjoyed it. And I like seeing comedic actors play against type. I love Catherine Hahn. She's amazing. Obviously, Paul Rudd, Sexiest Man Alive. Mm-hmm. Eye Candy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell. Eye Candy. Eye Candy. Yeah. As to, well. to somebody, you know, everybody has different tastes. Everybody has different candy. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, and it's directed by Michael Showalter, who also directed The Big Sick. Yeah. And who is, I think, a stand-up comedian as well. So all of them yeah. come from this Comedic, comedic background. background, but they're doing this drama. And I think that brings a certain sensibility to it. Now, there is something about it that is weird, which is their their beards and like their, their makeup is a bit like jarring because you never see them like this. Yeah. And it's kind of like, wait, you feel like they're kind of sometimes if, you know, you might get that feeling that, oh, no, this is Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd, you know, like, and that's the thing. And I don't know if it's such a, Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd are two of those actors who, are so much fun to watch in general and everything that they do, yeah. right? But usually they're playing kind of a version of the same character. Yes. Usually, not all the time, but usually. Will Ferrell has done more dramatic, you know, yes. films where he's this kind of sad sack, you know, like uh, a character, you know, so he's done that a few times. And Paul Rudd's done that with um, that, that movie, uh, uh, Something About Myself, uh, you know, uh, the, the series. Yeah, uh, Living With Living Myself, with myself yeah. you know, which I love, you know. Um, but th- it's, it's difficult to watch actors like that who aren't usually chameleons, who aren't usually playing vastly different characters, suddenly be- 
tr- play someone who is completely not themselves, you know? And so you have to adjust to it. I think the strange thing about their performance is that there are glimpses of that. Like, Will Ferrell is playing kind of this sad sack man child, right? In a way, yes. And there are yeah. like those moments where you're kind of like, oh, this could just be a comedian, like, you know, where he's like hiding from anxiety. You kind of feel like he's almost going to break into this big, comedic thing right and same thing with like Paul I, I found Paul's performance kind of strange to be honest because he is being he's kind of very he's very Jewish and like the way he talks and like yeah but, but they're all supposed to be I mean this is this is their community yes. is a very strong part of who they are the story about how they both kind of uh, you know have this experience with, yeah. with, with sorry with their bar mitzvahs that that uh, that Paul Rudd wants to kind of fix you know so their their Jewishness is a big part of their community yeah. and that's so so I they're playing it up because it's part of it I don't think it comes out of nowhere right? it doesn't I don't know it, it just kind of like it just didn't it didn't feel well authentic with me. it was just kind of there was something odd about it like the whole I felt, it felt like played it, up. Yeah, it, it felt just, played up and I, I do see what you're saying about that I do see what you're saying about that but I have to say that Paul Rudd feels very um malignant yes in this show he does he does yes he manages to feel like a like a negative evil force, yes. and I've never thought that Paul Rudd yeah. would feel that way. You know, he's always so bright and charming, but in this show, he puts that on as a face. Yes, you know, and he manages to manipulate people very easily with this kind of disarming, you know, goofy charm. Yeah, but yet he's a total heel. He's a total piece of shit, and yeah. you see that as it increase and become more exaggerated in every episode. And I like that. I thought that was I, I enjoyed seeing that. Yeah, I I was also you know in general just kind of uncomfortable watching the show because like I know what's ha- like it's just it's a little hard for me at least. It was a little hard to watch where I just because right. I don't want to see this happen to this guy, and you see it happen. You see it happen, and yeah. it's kind of the slow it's like you know it's like, happening. He has like this great relationship with the sister and you see that him gets, like you yeah. see it and as it's happening I was just kind of like I, I was like I don't know if I want to see this like that was mostly because it's a discomfort that you were I was like do I want to see, is there if you gave me the synopsis of this show I feel like I kind of get where everything do I need to see a limited series about this you know and I think that could change from person to person because, you know, the details of it is interesting. It's it's something that happened over 30 years, you know. Uh, and so just to kind of go like, how can this happen, right? Because it doesn't sound like, you know, if you heard this, you'd be like, no, no, of course. But it does. And it, that's that's the interesting thing about it is that it is based on a, on a true story in yeah. that sense. So uh, how many uh, fake psychiatrists, <laughs> well, not fake, how many manipulative psychiatrists would you give uh, this series? I give it like a 6.3. I think that it's good. It's just I... I'm not the right person to. I think there are people who might watch it and get a lot more out of it than I did. I would go higher than that. I think it was actually very well well put together. I'd give it like a 7.3. Okay. You know, I'd give it a 7.3. I thought it was, you know, great performances. Uh, the story is really captivating. But know that it is something that's like a slow burn. You have to kind of like settle in and enjoy it. Uh, but, you know, it's it's definitely worth watching. Thank you for listening to Switch Flicks. If you loved or hated the show, please do rate, subscribe, and leave some comment. Your support has squatted in the mansion of our souls. Mm-hmm.